What is going on everyone? Anthony Drew Gary here, host of the How To Show, where we talk about optimizing life, money, and happiness one how-to at a time. A couple of weeks ago, I spent some time making a video talking about how to understand a mortgage payment and all of the different pieces that, that go into that. And if you've not seen that video, go ahead and check that one out as well. I'll link to it overhead. But one of the pieces that I talked about during that time was property taxes. And so this week I want to dive in a little bit deeper on that and to talk about some, uh, some nuances. And some of this is going to be Indiana specific, but a lot of the concepts may apply to other states as well. And I want to look at it from the point of view of landlords and tenants. And for folks who may happen to be renting real estate, uh, this has a direct impact to those folks. And so if, uh, if there's anybody that's interested in how the, the calculation works for property taxes, this is a good video to, to get a better idea of how that works. And this video is going to be circled around how to make property rents lower. And what I, what I mean by that is what can we do maybe at a, a local government level or a state government level to change the way we think about property taxes in such a way that, that it doesn't create such a burden on folks who either own residential real estate that they rent out or the people that, that are the tenants who live in those residential units. So to start from the beginning, Indiana has a property tax assessment uh, cap. And so basically different types of real estate are treated differently and depending on which class of real estate we're talking about, the amount of property tax that can be, a, can be charged for that piece of property will change. And so this is commonly referred to as the one, two, three rule. And let's go ahead and dive in and, and talk about what that means. So the, the one in the one, two, three rule is basically land or improvements that are capped at 1% of the assessed value. And so this is anything that has a homestead deduction. And so what a homestead deduction generally means is this is someone who is owner occupying the real estate that they're talking about. This is usually single family residential. So somebody buys a house in a neighborhood and they're living in it. And so as a general rule, the property taxes in the state of Indiana are capped at no more than 1% of the assessed value uh, for that house for that year. And so let's, let's just use an example. Let's say that house is, is, has an assessed value of $100,000. So 1% of that means that that person is gonna owe $1,000 per year in property taxes. So that's a general rule of thumb. That's a good way that, uh, that the government has stepped in to make sure that owner-occupied uh, homes are low in terms of their property taxes. But uh, that's not the whole story. So when we look at the second step in the one, two, three rule, anything that's, that's at a 2% cap, what falls into that is basically other types of residential real estate that is not owner occupied. So what is residential real estate that's not owner occupied? It's essentially rental real estate. And so all of those units are being taxed at 2% of, of their, their assessed value. 
So if we use the same example we used a minute ago, let's say a house is assessed at $100,000, they, uh, they tax this amount double what the, uh, the tax would be if it were a homestead with the 1% cap. So instead of paying $1,000 in property tax for that house, that owner is now paying $2,000 or, or a maximum of. There, there's a possibility that it could be less, but as a general rule, they cannot charge more than 2% of the assessed value. And so when you look at those types of things, what that generally means is that non-owner occupied residential real estate is taxed twice as high as real estate that, that other people are living in. And I'm not gonna go into the whys behind it. I frankly don't know all of the reasons why they decided to do this uh, the way that they do, but let's talk about practically what it means. Generally speaking, landlords are going to have to, to pass that cost on to the folks that are renting the real estate from them. And all that means is that they're going to have to account for that when they, they figure out what the rent is going to be for that property. You know, basically the, the rent needs to, to exceed the different components that, uh, that the landlord is paying for that house, all of the same components in the video from a couple of weeks ago. And so the way this system is set up right now, the 2% cap as opposed to the 1% cap is straight going on top of the rent and, and really making rental real estate more expensive than it would be otherwise. And so. I don't have all the solutions to make this problem go away, but this is a scenario where, you know, if you're familiar with your elected officials or your local officials, I, I've talked about uh, how to get involved in local government in a video before, so I'll link to that in the show notes as well. But this is something that we ought to be paying attention to because, you know, oftentimes people who are renting these these houses or even these uh, these apartment buildings, uh, the, the apartment units there, therefore, they don't need to be paying any more than than really they need to be paying. So I, I guess a, a long way to say that is if there's anything that we can do at a governmental level to think about how we can reduce the property taxes in a way that the landlords can also reduce the amount that that they have to, to charge to offset the property taxes that they're going to pay, it ends up benefiting the end user, which is the tenant who's leasing that house or leasing that apartment. So just a, just a public service announcement in terms of how these things work, uh, at least in the state of Indiana. Uh, spend a, a brief minute talking about 3% caps, and uh, so generally that's reserved for commercial real estate. So if there's a building that's worth, you know, some, some office building worth a million dollars, that's going to be capped at 3%, and so you take 3% of a million bucks, and, and so that'll be the most that that building pays. But, but basically, what I wanted to spend some time focusing on is the fact that if you are a residential leaseor of real estate, meaning that you're renting it from someone else, unfortunately the person or the property management company that you're renting it from has to pay twice as much in taxes to rent that house to you as they would for a house that could be right next door that they live in themselves. And so just want to spread that as a, a knowledge bite. I don't know if there's an opportunity at the, the governmental level to change this based on the, the, the massive grassroots movement that's going to result from the video that I've shared uh, right here, right now, but I uh, just want to give a, an informational video about how to understand how property taxes work in the sense of 
rental real estate versus owner-occupied real estate. That is going to bring this episode of the show to a close. I feel like I rambled through that, but that is part of this process. This is uh, an outlet, so hopefully I can teach somebody something or I can learn something myself and really get to, to become a better speaker as a result of it. So proof in the pudding, this is a work in progress, but I appreciate you staying here with me. If you got any value out of this episode, please hit the like button so that the YouTube algorithm will know that this is a video worth mentioning to somebody else. And if you like the content overall on my channel, hit the subscribe button. You'll be the first to know about new videos when they come out. Those are still happening every Wednesday. And if you have any feedback for this video or for any other video, leave me a comment and let me know what you think. And if you have an idea for a future topic on the show, leave me a comment about that as well. I respond to all of them and I enjoy doing it. So that'll bring this episode of the show to a close. This is Anthony Drew Gary, host of the How To Show, signing off.